are live at the QuadCon Dubuque, and Robert and I have got a special treat. We are going to do a top 10 list of our favorite cartoon vehicles, and we have not talked about this before, so we don't know who what's on each other's list. We did this independently, and um, got our top 10 cartoon vehicles, so not necessarily all cars, can be any cartoon vehicle, so... Uh, and not limited to one that we've already talked about in this podcast previously. Yeah, not limited to our episodes, just any cartoon um, vehicle. Not even necessarily limited to Saturday mornings, but just any cartoon vehicle um, that we have. Uh, and uh, you want to start, Robert? What's, what do you have at the top of your, or the bottom of your list, number 10? So number 10 is the vehicle I can, I can see where, I'm, where we're sitting here first at QuadCon. Is, it's Ecto-1 from the from Ghostbusters. Awesome. Uh it's it's a, such a cool it's an iconic vehicle yep. it looks great um, ding majorly for the, the the noise that the siren makes which I find <laughs> incredibly annoying and uh, yeah. I can't forgive it for that I've always thought that sounded like a European rescue vehicles the siren thing. yeah that um, yeah that's an iconic sound yeah. too but not necessarily a sound you like right not a positive one. yeah but the vehicle itself is awesome yes very cool. And, and much like the Batmobile, they built it themselves. <laughs> you know, this was something they pieced together. Yep. Um, and the one down here at the QuadCon is really neat. Um, it's got all the stuff on top, and the lights, and they've got the backpacks in the back. Yeah, um, and, a, and a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man sticking on it and looking out the back window. Yeah, it's like they've captured the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and shrunk <laughs> him down to fit inside the station wagon. Yeah, very cool. I, I agree. That, that belongs on the list. That's yeah. a neat car. Yeah, so what's your number 10? Number 10, I have Speed Buggy. Nice. Um, I always loved Speed Buggy because, you know, he was a cool dune buggy car, which is fun, you know. And he could walk on his wheels, either on four wheels or just two wheels. And he talked in like, you know. Or um, And the other characters in the cartoon were just passengers because Speed Buggy was in control. Right. You know, they'd say, come on, Speed Buggy, do your thing. And he would do it. Right. Um, he would run out of gas um, and he'd sputter to you know, run it more frequently than he should have. You think he'd have a better? Yeah. If he's a sentient car, he'd have better. It's like, okay, look, I can't go much farther. I need a sneaker. No, <laughs> no, he'd just go and then he'd wear himself out. Yeah, they, so. it must not have had a gas. Sentient, but not he's, intelligent. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a very good difference. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, there was time it, it seems like, so he had uh, Tinker, who was the guy who was his mechanic, and it seemed like he was driving, but it was clearly speed buggy. And sure. Yeah, I mean, speed buggy was. It's a fun, iconic um, vehicle that I think is great. And actually, it, it's, in, he's, he was my number nine. He's your number nine? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, he shows up in other things, too, yeah. right? So yeah. he had the Speed Buggy standalone, but then he was also in... The, the Scooby-Doo, the all-new Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. When they do the, the, the second series, where they did a lot of crossover with different guests. Very and cool. And Speed Buggy was on that one. And he was in Laugh Olympics. In the Laugh Olympics. He actually, I believe he also shows up in... The years later in the Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated series. Oh, really? A cameo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a good agent. Not forgotten. Yeah. Um, so your number nine was Speed Buggy. Yeah. My number nine was the STSST. For those of you who don't know, that is the Shirt Tail Supersonic Transport Vehicle, which could be whatever they needed it to be. And it was supersonic. Yes. So, you know, whether it had. Uh, come out of the tree as a car or a plane or a rocket or a submarine. Um, it really did whatever they needed it to do. 
Yeah, and I always loved that it was from any given one scene to the next, it could change its size unintentionally. Obviously, the way they animated it, right? It, like you get like a far shot, it looks like all five of them are crammed in there like sardines, and then you cut, and they're like all spread out on the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just that there's room for everybody. Yeah. Plus, you know, like you know, anybody that you know, I mean, they hand out honorary shirt tails like candy, so I mean, they could have fit the entire honorary shirt tails roster in there, sure, and still had room for Mister Dinkle. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like. uh Harry Potter's room of necessity. You know, they could just, whatever they needed it to be, however big they needed it to be, was in there. Uh, what do you have at number eight? Number eight, well, can you name the truck with four-wheel drive that smells like a steak and seats 35? I wish I could. It is the, <laughs> it is the Canyon Arrow from the Oh, seasons. sure. <laughs> the uh, SUV, the, the spoof SUV that uh, basically two lanes wide that's endorsed by Krusty the Clown. Oh, well, you can't go wrong there. It's uh, prone to uh, spontaneously combust. (laughs) uh, uh, I did like the the description on it when they they talk about it. It's a squirrel squashing deer smacking driving machine. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been ruled unsafe for highway or city driving by the Federal Highway Commission. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of their selling points. So you can't drive it on the highway. Or the city. Yeah, you can't drive it in the city. (laughs) Yeah, that's they're pretty worthless. Yeah, yeah. And and to top it off, you've got a, a jingle sung by Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> oh, perfect. So yeah. like a Chevy commercial, yeah. like a rock. You know, it is. And then, yeah, and if, if if you have not seen or if you, uh, it's been a while. You should look it up on on YouTube and just look up Canyon Arrow Simpsons. Yeah, and I'll that, have to the find whole it. segments there. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'll have to see that again for sure because it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen that. Um, my number eight was the Gadget Mobile. Inspector Gadget, because uh, the car was much like Inspector Gadget, had all kinds of crazy stuff built into it, um, and again, could be everything he needed it to be, um, had all the oil slick that could come out the back like a James Bond car, you know, and had all these funky attachments that would come out of it, and of course, hilarity would ensue when he needed it to do something, and it did something completely opposite, um, and he didn't drive it very much. Okay. Well, that was Penny, right? Penny. Well, they needed somebody competent. So, I mean, <laughs> right. You have a vehicle and a uh, inspector were both kind of prone to be screwing off. Yeah. Screw-ups. Like yeah. Accident-prone. Yeah. Let's so, go. why not have the kid take care of it all? Have Penny drive it. Yeah, because Penny was clearly the only one who knew what was going right. on. <laughs> and, well, the dog did, too. But the, the dog, dog wasn't quite the same. Well, you can't give a driver's license to a dog. Right. Well, they still have a dog's license. <laughs> intelligent Autobot. Was he a scientist? He was their scientist. He was a scientist, yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't so much a warrior, he was a scientist. Right, he was, yeah, he's a little more of a pacifist. And, I mean, as cool as, as Optimus Prime is as a character, it's just cooler to be a jet yeah. than a semi. Right. Jets are always cooler than yes. Yeah. Right. I guarantee it. Yeah, absolutely. What about your number seven? My number seven was the Jetsons flying car. Nice. So when I was in grade school, we were promised flying cars by the year 2000. <laughs> And, okay, now it's 2022, and still, unless you're a billionaire with some kind of passenger drone, you don't have a flying car. Um, so the Jetsons predicted a lot of things that we do have now. Yeah. You know, smart devices, tablet computers, treadmills, yeah. cell
cellular phones, um, robot vacuums, uh, personal assistants, you know, like a planner. They did and video conferencing and telecommuting, which was a huge thing lately, you know. So they did predict a lot of things, but they missed it on the flying car. Well, but time will tell, because since they've got everything else right, I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Sure. It, it is coming true. Our, our timeline just got shifted. We're on a slower timeline than we should have been. We must get there. Get well, there. didn't we just recently uh, achieve George Jetson's birthday? Wasn't he born in the year 2022? Yes. yes he so was. maybe we got to wait a few years. For the car to actually, because he had the car as an adult. Yeah. So maybe 30 years from now. Well, maybe I'll, I'll come along with the development of the space sprocket. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> we'll wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So my number six is going to go back to the 80s, and it's Thunderhawk, the, the main car for Mask. Oh, uh, cool. Global Armored yeah, Strike I love Command Mask. With a K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thunderhawk was the, the Chevy Camaro. That was uh, the, the, the featured vehicle sure. for the for the good guys, and the, it was so it was basically looked like a DeLorean had the, the side rising, yeah, the gull wing, yeah, the gull wings, and they had gun strapped to the bottom of those, and it flew. Cool. It, it was a Camaro, yeah. but then when they needed to, it, the, the jets would kick in, and that thing would go flying. Why? It, it was awesome. I love that car, and I'll show you on my list. Remember, we didn't talk about this before, but my number six says Thunderhawk. Nice. Thunderhawk, the Camaro slash fighter jet uh, piloted by Matt Tracker. Uh, and Mask is on our list of cartoons to, to go over on our regular episodes. It was a great cartoon. I, I enjoyed it when I was a kid. All these cars would turn into different things. And then all the characters had these masks. Yeah, they had the helmets on that. Yeah. Yeah, and... and Looking, when I was looking up, up the Thunderhawk, I realized that so many of the cool things that they did, they were kind of more driven by the helmet than the vehicle. The right. vehicles were cool, yeah. but the helmets did so much more. Right. The helmet was like, each helmet had a different power or something that they could use to do um, do in the uh, evil doers, <laughs> if I can say that. Um, yeah, some of them had laser vision, some were scuba apparatus thing, um, some had supersonic hearing or radar built yeah. in. So, yeah, a great show, but the vehicles were cool. Yeah. And if you have a Camaro, Camaro's a cool car, and then a Camaro that flies, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, so clearly we're on the same wavelength there, but both, both putting it at number okay, six. Number there. six. Yeah. So, it just missed my top five. What And the one it lost out to is, um, I mean, there's so many vehicles in the wacky races, yeah. but I had to pick my favorite in that sure. one, and that's the Creepy Coop. Oh, awesome. So that was the one driven by the, the gruesome twosome. So yep. it was like the Igor and, and Frankenstein type guy driving uh, driving this vehicle. It was uh, essentially like a racing hearse. Yeah. But the back end was like this gothic tower from an old mansion. Yes. And within that was a dragon and uh-huh. bats and storm clouds and another yes. monster. And it had like, of course, dragon power so it could fly sure. if it needed to. Yeah. Uh, fire propelled. It was just, it was just cool. Yeah, it's like, it just like of all those like silly cars, it was always my favorite. Yeah, and I loved how they dressed like they were rally racers from like the forties and fifties with the big elbow length leather gloves and the goggles, and they had a top hat on on top of it. Yeah, um, and my favorite touch of that is always instead of regular headlights, they had candles. <laughs> Hopefully the candles are behind glass, because once you <laughs> reach five miles an hour, the candles would blow out. Um, yeah, I, I'm no surprise that's on your list, because I know how much you like Haunted Mansion at uh, Disney World, and it's, it's a real-life Doom-mobile. Yes. Yeah. Good little cool. Doom buggy, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So number five, I had a Transformer at number five, um, Bumblebee. Okay. 
that. And Bumblebee was great because he was the little guy, you know, he was diminutive, but he was so brave. He was the bravest of all the Transformers. And a lot of times he was the hero of the battle, you know, because yeah. the Decepticons didn't pay anything. Like, Who's this little guy? Get out of here, you know. But he would spoil um, the Decepticons' plans a lot, and he was very protective of the human characters. He kind of had a connection or imprint um, with the human characters, and just being the little brave guy, yeah. kind of the underdog, really endeared me to, to Bumblebee. So yeah, I, and, I put him on my list. And Bumblebee is just like so iconic too. From the Transformers, I think everybody knows Bumblebee. Yeah, he's he's the front man. Yeah, you know, Optimus. You know, okay, he's the hero, but yeah. Bumblebee's the front. He's man. the relatable. He's, as he's, relatable as a uh, sentient robot Mr. that turns into a car can be, right? Yeah, right. He's Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> yeah. With a gun. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so under my number four is my uh, going to space and, and pulled up the, the Phantom Cruiser from Space Ghost. Oh, cool. So, And it was just such a cool-looking spaceship. It actually, it had two different versions of it. The first season, it, had, it was gold and like very kind of swoopy. And then the second one... They, they changed it, made it white, slightly more angular and a little more, um, a little less bird-like. But it, yeah. it's just really, really cool. It had basically all the powers that Space Ghost had himself. Yeah, yeah, it could turn invisible, shoot lasers. It was just, I mean, and it's a spaceship, right? So it just, I mean, the look alone was worth it. But it was, yeah. just, it was a cool game. Very cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, Space Ghost cartoon, and that spaceship was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, if a kid has to draw a picture of their favorite uh, spaceship. That's the Millennium Falcon for that one, you know. Um, my number four was the Mystery Machine from the Scooby-Doo world. Yeah. And uh, the Mystery Machine didn't have a lot of its own, like, superpowers, because it wasn't really a superhero show, right? They were detectives. It got them from place to place, but it was... When you look at the Mystery Machine, you always see those colors, the, the green and the purple and the orange and says the mystery machine right on the side and it's like this awesome 60s 70s conversion van yeah you know with hot rod wheels and it had things that they needed but mostly it was just that was their car it it was always always could do whatever they needed to do in in any given episode exactly yeah it's a vehicle of convenience there you go yes (laughs) yeah and iconic throughout it doesn't change right in any iteration of the scooby-doo universe the mystery machine's always the same absolutely yeah, so, which is cool. Yeah, we're going. My number three is a little more. Um, I, I wavered. It was number two at one point, but I had to move it back. Uh, okay. And that's the Batmobile. Yeah. Potentially uh, controversial, but it's only number three. But I mean, the Batmobile from the Batman the Animated Series. It's sleek and it is awesome looking. It's yes. a Batmobile. Yeah. But um, it is for my the, the two above it. I just feel like it, as cool as it is, it's there's better two better vehicles. Than, yeah. Yeah, and the Batmobile changes a lot. It does. So it's hard to narrow down which Batmobile, Batmobile are you talking about, you know. There's the one all the way from the, the early comics and then the 60s cartoon and then or the 60s live action show yeah. and then the cartoons of the 70s to the movies of the 80s and 90s is changing all the time. Even the most recent one yeah. uh, is constantly different. It's constantly different, yeah. yeah. Um, well, number three, I had Fred Flintstone's Footmobile. <laughs> Um, which is a, a wooden, stone, and leather vehicle that Fred propelled with his giant feet and stopped with his feet as well. But I I, had, I like it because it's Fred Flintstone's right. car. You know, it's, it belongs on this list. 
Uh, but I wonder, is it better than walking, filling this car? <laughs> it takes so much energy to get that thing going. Well, that's just it. I mean, and they wear these, uh, like, animal skins that basically just hang over, like, you know, like it's a dress. Like, it's one big piece that hangs down and covers yeah. our legs. And you got to realize, that under their, his legs, are, their quads are probably just massive. Yeah. From basically just pushing this thing We're around. talking like Because it is, it is just, it's like a dribble wheel. They're, they're pushing themselves And they're around. not wheels. It's like a big stone log <laughs> on the front and the back that they're pushing. It's not for individual wheels. And then they're going to stop it. Yes. <laughs> you get that much movement. <laughs> it's going to be hard to stop. Yeah. You're going to be exerting as much force moving the eye backwards as you do forward. Yeah. So, They've yeah. got quads like uh, downhill skiers <laughs> in that thing, or uh, professional cyclists, you know, <laughs> the upper body of an alien and the downstairs of a horse. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good one. That's iconic for sure. Yeah. Um, number two for me, it, it has to be cool enough to, to bounce the uh, the Batmobile out of the top two. So uh-huh. that's the Falcon car from the Blue Falcon and Blue Dynamite. Falcon. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it looks like Blue Falcon. It's got this cool look. It flies, which is something the Batmobile can't do. Yeah. I mean, as, as awesome as the Batmobile is, Batman needs other machines other to do machines. other things. He's got the Batboat and the Batwing and all that stuff. Yeah. He's got the Bat Helicopter, but they all, they're all specified. The, the Vulcan car can do multiple things. Yes. And, of course, the, the, the Vulcan is Bradley Crown, this you know wealthy art dealer who, yep. in, in out of his uh, penthouse, he has a, a pool that moves away to reveal the Vulcan car. So it's like, Hidden in this cool place, sure. it's hidden underneath this swimming under pool. the pool. Yeah. yeah, so it's just it's cool. It's just everything about it. Just, it's it's got that fun, especially for a cartoon, that fun look for one of the yeah. And, and they do a good job of making it ex, an extension of the blue pencil. Right. You know, it's clear that that's blue pencil. Absolutely. And you know, you might be cool if you have a pool in your house, and you might be really cool if you have a pool that slides out of the way. But you're really cool if you have a pool in your house that slides away to reveal your superhero car. <laughs> That also flies. Yeah. yeah. I had um, on num- number two on my list uh, the Batmobile. Okay. And I specifically identified the Batmobile from Batman the Animated Series. Because, of course, we just watched that one. It's fresh in my mind. But I love the Art Deco design of the Batman the Animated Series. Timeless. And that timeless, timeless car. You know, it looks like a giant Bentley. Yeah. You know, super long hood and um, just a, a classic look to the Batmobile, which yeah. I really, really enjoyed. No, I'm totally on board with that. So, so you're number one. My number one is not going to be a surprise, and you probably no. would have guessed it before we even started. That's, I did. That's your number four, the Mystery Machine. The Mystery Machine. So what yeah. I love, and you actually touched on the, the, what I like about it so much, is that it's it's iconic. It's never changed. Over 50 plus years, it always looks the same. Right. Like you, you, know, you see it, you know what it is. Yeah. So where the Batmobile constantly as you mentioned, is always evolving depending on who the artist is or what the, the platform is. It's always something different. The Mystery Machine is always the same. The same. And, again, it has everything they always need. At some point, it has, like, a tracking device in the sure. back. Sometimes it has you know, whatever materials that they just magically appear inside. It was yeah. pretty awesome. And then it, uh, my, I still love the, the absurdity that it can drive from one rooftop to another through Chinatown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo, where are you? Yeah. And it's just... You know, they think nothing of it. It goes anywhere. It does everything they need it to do. Yeah. It's super cool. Um, and even in any iteration in Scooby-Doo universe, whether it's a live-action film, um, comic strip, cartoon, comic book, it always looks the same. Yep. And those colors are unrecognizable as Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you look at the, you see the flowers, you see everything about it, it's like, oh, yeah. Yep, that's that's it. Scooby-Doo. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, my number one, and I've got a great childhood memory of this car, is Speed Racer's Mach 5. Okay. So I watched Speed Racer a lot when I was a kid. Um, it was anime came to America type stuff. And Speed Racer was always in these Grand Prix rally-style races. And his car would do whatever it could or whatever it had to do to, A, protect itself, and B, to win the race. So it could jump over canyons. It had drills that would come out of the front, and it would cut through rock. Um, It could go underwater. Um, And like the Mystery Machine, it's changed slightly, evolved slightly, but it still has that same look. It's iconic. It has the number five race number in the red circle on the side. It's an iconic car. Um, When I was a kid watching the show and all the neighborhood kids, we all loved Speed Racer. We would play Speed Racer on our big wheels and we'd have fights over who's Racer X and who's Speed Racer and who's supposed to win. You know, it didn't matter who could move their big wheel the fastest. Speed Racer was supposed to win and we'd fight over that, you know. (laughs) So when I turned seven years old, Mom had a birthday party for me with all the neighbor kids, and she said, what do you want on your cake? I said, I want the Speed Racer car. She said, okay. So she gets the cake, shows me the cake. I'm like, Mom, Speed Racer's not number seven, because I was seven years old. She put a seven on it. Like, Speed Racer's number five. And we had this big argument about why I wanted my birthday cake to have the number five on it when I was turning seven. So we're going to take pictures, and everyone's going to think it's your fifth birthday. I said, I don't care. I wanted to say five. So she had to scrape the frosting off and put a five on it instead of a seven because my friends would have made fun of me yeah. if i had the speed racer car with the number seven on it. um so yeah a great memory great childhood memory of that cartoon and that show i even had a little toy hot wheel speed racer nice. i mean that gave you huge street cred yeah. if you had the speed racer hot wheel you know this is before amazon where you had to find it at the store you know um yeah i just, one of my favorite cartoon cars of all time obviously yeah. i put it as number one. Oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. i mean i I do not have the connection to the speed racer that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I definitely look at this one for the list, but yeah. I, I haven't seen enough speed enough racer really to jump at it. But, yeah, but, yeah it, just like the Mystery Machine, it looks, you, you look at the Mach 5, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. It hasn't really changed. Nope. It is, Even in the live action film, yeah. it was the same. It, I mean, and that's an important piece of it. Right. And that, that goes a long way. To yeah. Establishing it as it's such a great car yeah. and a great vehicle. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> so did I had I had yeah right I had some honorable mention vehicles that I wanted to talk about didn't really fit my top five um, I can guess one of them okay go ahead and guess that'd be the invisible invisible jet yeah yes. Wonder Woman's invisible jet um, is great because she needed a way to get around you right. know depending on which which Wonder Woman you're watching there's some where she can transport on lassoing lightning bolts or whatever through the sky but the invisible jet with her flying next to Superman. So you could see this woman squatting through the air <laughs> next to Superman. So it's like, hey, does the jet really need to be invisible? But I guess then when she parks it, it's invisible and no one can find it unless they run into it. Um, like Star Trek The Voyage Home, you know, where yeah. they park the Enterprise in, in Central Park, you know, you just walk into it. And then I started thinking about, well, how does she find it? Does she track it down or does she just walk into it too? And then how does she find the door? You know, I've got a lot of questions. Yeah, it's, it's more complicated than it needs to be for a, for a flying machine. For a flying machine, yeah. <laughs> Especially for ultimately a character who can fly. Right. Exactly. On yeah. her own. Doesn't yeah, need it just yet. doesn't need it. Yep. But it's just basically, they're like, well, Aquaman's got to get some, from point A to point B. So sure. we got to do something. Yeah. 
All right, I'll take the jet. <laughs> right, let me go find it. <laughs> Helpful if it snowed or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's great when it rains. Yeah, because they always know where it is. Yes, or if there's a frost. You know. <laughs> um, and the other one I wanted to mention, out of one of the worst cartoons we watched, um, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, is Rowdy Roddy Piper's Piper Mobile. <laughs> so this car was part bagpipe, part hot rod, and all awesome. I mean, when that car rolled onto the screen, I lost it. Because I love Rowdy Roddy Piper. He's my favorite WWF wrestler. I just loved his attitude and his character when he switched from being one of the foils or one of the um, bad guys to one of the faces, you know, heels and faces. Um, He was just hilarious. I just enjoyed Rowdy Roddy Piper. So when I saw that car, like, that's the automobile version of Rowdy Roddy Piper's personality. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you were able to find something positive out of something so terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> the eternal optimist. <laughs> well, cool. This was fun. We need to do, we should do a few more of these top ten, Absolutely. ten lists. Yeah, yeah. We'll find other topics, and if anybody listening wants to share them with us, feel free. Uh, you can find us on, on Twitter, at ToonTalk. Or you can email us at ToonTalkGuys at gmail.com. Well, it's great. Um, we are also here live at the QuadCon debut. We're going to be doing a, an episode live here. Um, we're going to do Charlie Brown's, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It is October 2nd, so we're getting close to Halloween. Um, so check back, within us, or check back with us later today, and we will um, look forward to seeing you then. Yeah. For now, I'm John. And I'm Robert. And this is Toon Talk.